Welcome everyone to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast that explains how your local team stacks up against the rest of the NBA. Hey Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Nuck If You Buck. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads podcast network, including Cavalier Central, Daily Thunder, 305 Culture, Spanning the Spurs, Motor City Hoops, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, LA Hoops, The Wizards Hoops Analyst, At the Buzzer, and Lakers Fast Break. Plus our coaching-focused podcast, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, The Green Light, and Courtside Culture. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey, Hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com slash team pricing to learn more. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nuck If You Buck, hosted by me, Devin Zanskis, and brought to you by Hoop Heads, as always. Today, I'm coming at you solo, but we have a 500-week week, including a 50-point outing from a former Milwaukee Buck draft pick, unfortunately. Uh, someone not with the Bucks currently or uh, really ever, never having played a game with the Milwaukee Bucks. That's Kevin Porter Jr., uh, technically a Milwaukee Buck draft pick. Ooh, I... Uh, not quite positive on the year it was, but obviously semi-recently and he was traded. His his draft rights were traded along with Tony Snell um, for John Luer, of course, currently. Uh, dead salary for the next two years for uh, a hair over $3 million a year uh, along with Larry Sanders. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry to start off on that bit of a sour note. Um However, it was it was definitely an up and down week for the Milwaukee Bucks, obviously being 500. But if you just look at the opponents that we faced in the Atlanta Hawks, Charlotte Hornets, obviously Houston Rockets, and then the Chicago Bulls, to come out of this week only 500 is really, um, I mean, about as much of a bummer as it can be. I don't think it's clearly looking at this point like we're not going to be able to sneak into the definitely not the first seed um but even the second seed if we were to win out at this point as a recording on may 2nd before the brooklyn nets game just in a couple hours here (laughs) pardon me um the bucks would have to win out and then if we were to do so just to tie these 76ers, they would have to lose three of their next nine games as well, which I don't see happening. So, yeah, this is a week where you would have uh, liked to come out above 500, but uh, the performance in the playoffs is obviously much more important. 
without further ado, I'll get into the first game of this week's action, and that is um, the Atlanta Hawks putting up a 41-point fourth quarter on the Bucks uh, behind Lou Will and Bogdan Bogdanovich, of all people, uh, lighting it up behind the three-point line. Uh, the final score was 104-111 Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Bucks starters were uh, Drew Holiday, Dante DiVincenzo, Chris Middleton, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Brooke Lopez. Uh, to the Atlanta Hawks, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Kevin Huerter, <laughs> or Herder or whatever, Solomon Hill, John Collins, and Clint Capella. That's right. No Trey Young action even in this one. So just to add more insult to injury. Uh, Giannis would start out hot in, um, in a couple of these first uh two games obviously played less than a minute combined in the second two games of this week but start off against the Hawks with a fadeaway J and a Giannis three and then a Giannis slam in traffic there so um, Giannis coming out of the gates with reckless abandon um, just that sequence right there kind of speaks to a quote I know last week I spoke more about the Drew Holiday interview on JJ Reddick's podcast and um, I don't know how much I shared about Drew's testament um, about Giannis truly wanting to be the best that he can be. That can kind of be a cliche, but he went further on to say that he that he truly does practice threes and that uh, fadeaway jumper um, at nauseum to truly uh, to truly be the best that he possibly can be. So shouts out Giannis. I fully support him. <laughs> taking taking these tough shots at times because um you know when you know once it gets to playoff time we're gonna need we're gonna need him to be able to knock down some tough shots but anyways after those Giannis highlights we got a Chris Middleton offensive rebound and then Chris splashing a three in Brandon Goodwin's face followed by a Bogdan Bogdanovich three and a Drew Midranger then Giannis muscles through Danilo Gallinari. Gallinari, obviously not quite a match for Giannis on the defensive end. Um, but then Gallinari did uh, pop Pat Connaughton in the jaw um, uh, before knocking down a jumper. Uh, I think this was this goes back to the last episode as well. But I think Pat also uh, caught an elbow to the face in in a contest. Um, nearly a couple weeks ago at this point. So, uh, tough luck for Pat there. Um, but then uh, Jeff Teague would be whistled for an offensive foul, and then a uh, Bucks uh, defensive breakdown would lead to a... Uh, would lead to... Um, ooh. Lead to a turnover. Uh, Chris Middleton would hit a mid-ranger over Clint Capella, uh, but then he would miss a floater. Uh over Clint and quite poetic here. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo uh, in the second quarter would block Bogdan Bogdanovich and then uh, Drew Holiday would lay it in over, over the tree in Clint Capella at halftime. The Bucks still led uh, 51 to 43 Drew Holiday with uh, 15 points, two rebounds, three assists to Bogdan Bogdanovich's 14 points. Uh, Brooke would start would start off the third quarter with a three, and then uh, Clint Capella would hit a hook shot. 
Bogdan Bogdanovich would be fouled by Brook Lopez, and then and then uh, and then Clint would uh, commit the foul on Giannis. Uh, Chris would uh, catch a post feed and then immediately spin around uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich right off of the catch for for an easy lay in, and then. Uh, and then uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo would, would intercept a pass on the other end, but then Bucks would be whistled for an off for an offensive three seconds to spoil that. Um, then Middleton would draw um, a foul from beyond the, the three point arc and knock down all three uh, free throw attempts. Overall, this was a pretty physical game, and there were plenty of whistles on on both ends, including uh, upcoming fouls from uh, Thanasis Antetokounmpo and Daniel Gallinari. Um, Chris would show off more of his more of his moves in the post, uh, uh, get, getting the defender up in the air with a pump fake, and then stepping through uh, for an easy one. But then, uh, unfortunately, he'd commit a, commit a turnover on uh, the next time down on the offensive end, and uh, Bobby Portis would also commit both an offensive and a, and a defensive foul and a defensive foul in consecutive possessions. So. Uh, bit of bit of a mess there to close the third quarter, but then. The the Lou Will Vil show would start in the fourth, obviously. Lou Will hitting back to back threes. Uh Brooke Lopez would get an and one and Chris would have or pardon me, Giannis would have a slam uh and a fish and a and a finish off a drive in a consecutive offensive possessions, but then Bogdanovich would, would respond with one of his threes. Excuse me. Um Giannis would be whistled for a soft foul call. Um and then, unfortunately, compared to compared to before, when when uh, Dante uh, got a block on Bogdanovich, uh, Dante would um, would have a defensive lapse and give Bogdanovich an open three, which Bucks clearly couldn't couldn't afford at this point. Um, however, Chris would then knock down a three, and then Drew would have uh, two free throws uh, made. Uh, before also finishing finishing uh, through contact uh, on the next possession. With uh, just over a minute left in crunch time here, uh, you know, the the lead for the Hawks wasn't wasn't insurmountable at this point and and we really needed uh, a little more from Drew Holiday here. Not that you know we, we lean on him a ton and he and he converts uh more times than we could than we could really ask for, but uh, Drew did miss uh, a good look from the corner three here. That that um, really it was it was a dagger for the Hawks for for Drew Holiday not to not to hit that three down seven with only uh, a little over a minute left, and you know just to pile on there, Lou Will would knock down a three over Giannis, obviously completely unconscious from beyond the arc, um, late for. Late for Lou Will, um, Giannis would get a steal and a slam late. You know, very char- characteristic of Giannis here to uh, play until the fat lady sings. But it was clearly out of reach, as I said after that Drew Holiday miss. Uh, John Collins would also uh, finish a big lob from Bogdanovich um, late in the fourth, and Chris would would hit a three as well. But it was all but over at that point. Again, as the Hawks won one eleven to one hundred four. Uh, Giannis at the end had thirty one points, fourteen rebounds, four assists to Bogdanovich's thirty two points and three assists. All right, and then 
Next game up here, game two of the week. Um, the Bucks would get redemption here, uh, both from that initial loss to the Atlanta Hawks, uh, but also to avoid a, a season series sweep uh, from the Hornets. That's right. I'm sure a lot of you <laughs> probably have some sour memories of face, facing the Hornets this year. Um, I know I certainly do. When we had this, this might go back... I mean, I guess it's fair to guess that that any that any uh, nasty defeat might have came when uh, Drew Holiday had that extended absence when he had COVID. But I particularly remember watch, watching a game because it was it was a uh, it was with a couple of friends earlier earlier this year. It was definitely still when uh, the Hornets had Gordon Hayward in the lineup. But um, yeah, one of one of one of the losses of the se- season series is particularly re- memorable for for me as it was one of those. Uh, early opponent runs in which the Bucks were down by nearly 20 before halftime. It was brutal. Anyways, the Bucks had the, us- the usual suspects starting for them, and the Hornets had a uh, had a uh, Terry Rozier, uh, Devontae Graham, Cody Martin, Miles Bridges, and PJ Washington. Miles Br- Bridges really coming on later in this season. Um, obviously, up until last night. Um, the Hornets have been without uh, Lomelo Ball and Malik Monk for an extended period of time. Gordon Hayward's still out, but huge for them to to get those guys back here at the beginning of May on a, on a playoff push. But regardless, um, Hornets are still going to find themselves in a play-in game. But I guess bringing those guys back, if it's not for them truly being fully healthy, but um, them getting to bring those guys back here. Uh, they look to uh, hopefully for them solidify um, an easier path uh, out of the playoff play, uh, out of the play-in game and into the uh, postseason. Again, Giannis would start off hot, knocking down another uh, first quarter three and then a slam in transition. Uh, but especially early on, the the Hornets really had some active hands and, and were bothering the Milwaukee Bucks coming out with with. Definitely more energy, um, at least initially, than the Bucks had. Um, Bobby continuing to be old, reliable off the bench and uh, really packing a punch when we need him to here in the first quarter uh, with, a, with a huge slam and a flex over Miles Bridges. Normally, it's the other way around for Bridges, but um, J- Jalen McDaniels, brother of Jaden McDaniels on the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, Got a tip in early, and then a PJ Tucker uh, of all people got a land in traffic. Normally, normally if we see him uh, putting up shots, it's strictly in the corners. Is that's what he's known for, obviously. But then uh, into the second quarter, uh, Brooke Lopez, Brooke Lopez would knock down a mid range pull up, and Chris would have a lefty reverse. In transition before a Dante uh, mid-ranger and a James Brago uh, timeout. Um, then Bryn Forbes, similar to Bobby Portis, if, if we're going to refer <laughs> to these guys as old reliable, I guess what, what we're going with. But uh, shouts out to, to the bench for remaining consistent and, uh, you know, providing contributions. Bryn here with an open three. And then Bismack Biombo swatting Dante DiVincenzo. Followed by a Terry Rozier uh, finish off of a drive. And then Bryn Forbes again here. Uh, 
knocking down a mid-ranger for Chris Middleton does the same with a mid-range J. And then Giannis gets the interception from the Hornets and then uh, drains a a fallaway jumper over a double team. Again, an example of Giannis here um, showing, showing that he has a lot lot more to his arsenal than just than just using his using his big body and his long arms um and then a bobby portis uh a floater to close the first half bucks up 62 to 45 Giannis already with 15.8 rebounds four assists and miles bridges leading the way for the hornets 12 points four rebounds three assists all right and then to start the second half uh PJ Washington would, would get into the paint get into the paint with uh with two dunks uh, and then Brooke Lopez would have have a reverse uh lay in before a Dante DiVincenzo steal and a and uh and a finish in transition. Um, Brooke Lopez then again would knock down a back to back two point baskets uh, before the Hornets themselves would hit back to back threes. And then uh, uh, Mike Boone holds her timeout to try to to try to stop the bleeding there as the Hornets uh, got on a, a bit of a sixteen to six run early in the early in the third quarter. Um, but then Drew Holiday of all people with a lefty poster, I believe it was over uh, Bismack Biombo of all people. Um, not the first poster we've seen this year from Drew Holiday, although although a bit uh, uncharacteristic. Um, really finishing over, over the trees there as he, he like Chris Middleton, aren't necessarily ones to get up. But there may be a Chris Middleton poster to also talk about later. So our guys really showing up here, uh, especially later on, the, later on in the week, uh, as I alluded to with uh, Giannis's absence. Um, but then not quite as flashy, uh, nor the dunk that I was alluding to, um, before but chris middleton will also uh kind of kind of dunk on uh miles bridges in transition there but not 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 the sexy poster that that uh drew holiday had had before um nor quite as sexy as as the poster that we'll get into that that chris had on tice in the bulls game uh then uh pj tucker would get a steal however bobby portis would would uh would lose the pass out of bounds in transition to to spoil that interception by PJ Tucker. Um, Drew Holiday would knock down a tough mid range J, and then uh, another first toner, turnover for the Bucks here. Um, or pardon me, a, it was a Hornets turnover, and then Giannis got the steal, and then um, and then had a putback uh, dunk off of a miss before a. Bridge mid ranger. Um, then Devonte Graham would knock down a three, and Giannis Antetokounmpo would knock down another uh, three. Interestingly enough, before another Giannis steal and a Dante DiVincenzo three. Overall, like I had said to start off this contest, uh, the Hornets definitely had active hands and just showed a lot more energy early on. But but. Um, you know, just as they just as they brought a ton of energy on the defensive ends themselves, they were really sloppy on offense, offense, and really showing their inexperience there. Um, then um, Chris Middleton um, 
again with a dunk, this time, however, wide open in transition before uh, a Brook Lopez steal. Um, but then uh, PJ Tucker uh, would have a turnover himself. Yeah, tons of tur- turnovers in this one. Uh, then Brook Lopez would have uh, a short fader. Uh, himself off of one leg before Brad Wanamaker goes coast to coast for the layoff really uh, going in unscathed for the layoff really uh, questionable defense there from the Bucks as as uh, as yeah they were they really were looking a little lethargic in there but um, they had a comfortable league all throughout so I, I guess I guess we can excuse it if, if they're able to take take home the win. Um, but then Giannis would have an offensive foul. Drew Drew Holiday of of, of all people um, would blow an, an an open layup, and then Devontae Graham would would be sent to the line and knock down uh, two free throws before Mike Budenholzer timeout. Um, but then uh, out of the timeout. Um, on the next defensive possess- possession, Giannis would get a block and then blow by P.J. Washington uh, for the slam. Uh, P.J. Washington, really really a guy with plenty of size and uh, nearly equal quickness as someone someone who you think uh, may may one day have, have the potential to slow down Giannis as much as possible. But um, still a young guy. I believe he's only in his second year. So... Um, yeah, probably still needs probably still needs uh, to catch up a bit there uh, in terms of experience level to match up with Giannis, but he's someone to watch, I suppose. If the if the Hornets uh, prove to grow a bit as a team behind Lamelo Ball, but clearly we have bigger fish fish to fry <laughs> at this point. Uh, one of which coming in about an hour and a half uh, as of recording, uh, as we face the Brooklyn Nets. Back to in this game's uh, action, though, Drew Holiday would convert a lefty layup in, tra- in, in traffic before a Chris Middleton three. Devontae Graham really showing up here all over my game notes, um, draining another three before a Drew and Giannis give and go for a Drew Holiday slam, and then uh, Giannis would be fouled, um, probably as planned by the Charlotte Hornets, but he would knock down two free throws to... Uh, to clinch the win for the Bucks, one fourteen to one oh four victory over the Charlotte Hornets as they avoid the season series sweep. And then, as we're about halfway through through the uh, halfway through the weekly recap here, I would like to share a word from our uh, returning sponsor, that's Thrive Fantasy. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in your respective sport. Uh, For example, if you're a little more casual about one sport uh, compared to uh, maybe being a little too obsessive about another like I am in uh, the NFL and the NBA. Um, Although... (laughs) Although I'm a bit casual despite winning my fantasy football league this year, um, I believe Thrive Fantasy will work out pretty well for me um, as although I'm casual, I all casuals should at least uh, be able to pick uh, five out of ten player props in this instance to build 
your fantasy lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with an over-under based on its likelihood to occur. more points the selections are worth, the riskier it is naturally. You'll want to rack up the most points to win a share of the player prize pool. Thrive Fantasy has awarded over $2.2 million in prizes since launching in 2018 and had had uh, $50,000 for just one late NFL uh, regular season week this year and thousands more since the NBA's return. To take advantage of this, you'll want to use promo code Giannis, that's G-I-A-N-N-I-S. When you sign up today, you receive an instant deposit match up to $50 on your first deposit of $20 or more. Uh, so download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store, or you may visit them at www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. All right, so chugging along here through the week, the third of the of the third of the of the four games played this week in this full slate for the Milwaukee Bucks was. Obviously the most tragic, but honestly the most most tragic for the Bucks, but definitely the most noteworthy as Michael Porter Jr., the former Milwaukee Bucks draft pick technically, though as I said, he never actually played a game for the Milwaukee Bucks and started out his career on the Cleveland Cavaliers before making it to the Houston Rockets, hung fifty points on the Milwaukee Bucks. Um and also I'd like to share a point that uh, Kane Pittman of Lockdown Bucks said that um, that Aaron Rodgers really showed up here on on this day. I believe this was Thursday when Adam Schefter, the the NFL equivalent of, of ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, shared that Aaron Rodgers may not want to return to the Green Bay Packers. Um it's quite interesting that this news came literally the day of the NFL draft. So who knows what the motives are there in sharing that when the Packers obviously have uh, as much of an opportunity as ever to make adjustments to their roster. But yeah, on on a definitely a much more tragic day for the Packers and obviously us all being Aaron Rodgers fans as of now. Um uh, Aaron Rodgers really show, showing out as a minority owner and and putting up a huge smokescreen to hide uh, an unlikely opponent putting up 50 points on the Milwaukee Bucks. So Bucks had the same starters as the rest of the week. Um, rather, same starters as the two previous games. And the Houston Rockets uh, trotted out um, um, Brooks, Tate, Porter Jr., Kelly Olynyk, and... Uh, fan favorite of the Bucks, Christian Wood, who's had a phenomenal season and showing the real star potential that we saw for him. Clearly, he didn't he didn't really have that opportunity opportunity to show uh, on the Bucks, but uh, especially on the herd and obviously through word of mouth from Giannis and other guys. Uh, yeah, we. It, I don't think it's I don't think it's the biggest shock that uh, Christian Wood is able to. Put up the numbers that that he's that he's put up on the Houston Rockets this year, as well as on the Pistons last June. Overall, we're just happy to see that he's experiencing success. Uh, less happy in this case, um, as it's against the Milwaukee Bucks. But Wood would open up the first quarter, dunking on Drew Holiday. Um, but 
Although although Drew is an all world defender, obviously rim, rim protection is is probably the uh, is is definitely a, a point where uh, Drew Holiday lacks on that end. But you know, at the end of the day, he's 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 a guard, so can't really expect much there. Uh, Brook Lopez then would follow with a putback dunk himself and a PJ Tucker corner three before a Steven Silas timeout. Um, Bryn Forbes, again, coming off the bench here, knocking down his first three three-point three attempts. Um, and then uh, Brooke would sink a turnaround J and a floater off a drive to lead to lead the Bucks after the first quarter. But uh, <laughs> can't believe I missed it there in my notes here. Giannis Antetokounmpo, though, however, on one of the first plays of the game, only 46 seconds in, if I remember correctly, on a on a drive, um, twisted his right ankle, the same ankle that he had sprained that made him just a game day decision for this one. He landed on Kelly Olenek's foot and then, uh, then never returned, uh, so far this week, but breaking news just moments before starting this recording, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo will be playing, uh, against the Brooklyn Nets. So, Stay tuned. Um, and really, I think it's testament to Giannis. I was really thinking how I just, I just uh, automatically assumed that he'd be playing against the Nets, despite, despite obviously already having an injury and then possibly aggravating it earlier in the week. So, um, knock on wood there. Hopefully, Giannis and the Bucks are making a responsible decision in playing today, because as I mentioned, really it's. It's it's really a far cry at this point for the Bucks to make it as a as a top two seed in the Eastern Conference and make their uh, road to the championship easier. Um, you know, our chances are even more slight of uh, actually overtaking the Brooklyn Nets um, of all teams in that in that first place spot. Um, but although although the motto uh, for the for the past decade or so has been never trust the bucks uh you know i i think i think that's pretty simple simple logic there and uh they've definitely shown shown this this year that they recognize that uh availability is the best ability after all um anyways back to this game's action uh, a familiar friend and dj wilson would have a putback slam um and as nice of him despite the loss, uh, it, was, it was nice to see him show some flashes, not only in this game, but I tuned in for a bit of uh, the Steph Curry show uh, last night uh, as of recording May 1st uh, on national TV after Kevin Porter Jr.'s, pardon me, 50-point outburst. The Rockets and the Warriors on ESPN faced off, uh, but then Steph Curry put up 23 points. And of course, several threes in the third third quarter alone to to really sink the Rockets before the before the fourth quarter even started. But um, but I I was able to see in that game DJ Wilson also in in consecutive uh, possessions. I believe he he got a, he got a block on one end and then drained a three on another. So uh, good to see DJ having having su- success in a similar mold to Christian Wood, a guy that that a lot of us really believed in. Obviously, I'm a DJ Wilson stand as stand as many listeners may know, but. Um, just didn't have the opportunity on the Bucks, but good to see him um, show it elsewhere. Um, 
and also um, wasn't as sour about it at this, uh, at this point as Chris Middleton would knock down a deep three and, and Bryn Forbes would have back-to-back threes going into halftime as the Bucks led 73-65 to 65, um, behind Bryn Forbes, 18 points, and Christian Woods, 19. However, the Houston Rockets would start the third quarter on a 9-0 run and then Chris would slow the bleeding with a th- with another three himself, but Kevin Porter Jr. would hit back-to-back threes, um, and Chris Middleton would continue fighting on, knocking down a three for himself, uh, keeping the bucks in it. And uh, another example of of Chris proving that he is a, a true number two, no, uh, yeah, number two option, as uh, as he's he's shown in the past, uh, notably in that. In that uh, Miami Heat game four, I believe it was, when Giannis initially went down and Chris Middleton put up a huge scoring output there without Giannis, like a true number two uh, should. But then in this in this case, Christian Wood would follow that with a three himself. The Bucks would, would follow that by going into a zone in which uh, Chris Middleton got an easy, got an easy steal off of a terrible uh, Houston Rockets uh, pass. Um but after that, after that steal, Bryn Forbes would unfortunately have one of his one of his few uh, missed three point attempts. But uh, Teague again showing his steadiness off the bench and finishing finishing off a drive here as he would uh, again later on after a Bryn Forbes mid range pull up and Christian Wood and Kevin Porter Jr. each knocking down threes for their squads. Um, then would come uh, Jeff Teague's. Uh, second finish in the third quarter off of a drive. Uh, really stepping up when we need him and showing that he's that he's been a pleasant surprise again here for the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, but yeah, the real big number in this one was was uh, Kevin Porter Jr. Obviously, with that with his fifty point outing, uh, I believe going into the fourth he had already had thirty three, which was uh, good for a career high for him. But obviously, he'd have 17 more in the fourth quarter alone. And but I should note that at the end of this game, Christian Wood himself would have would have over 30. So, um, I guess shout out to him, I suppose, as we already know the outcome to this one. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess I guess I guess without Giannis here and and already having to accept that this was that this will not be the fondest memory for the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh. At least, at least okay to find a bright spot in uh, Christian Wood's success again there. But Drew Holiday would really come out hot in the fourth quarter to try to put up a fight. He'd go on, he'd go on an 8-0 run by himself in the first couple minutes, and that would eventually be a 15-0 solely Drew Holiday run, um, which in which then Drew Holiday would block uh, none other than Christian Wood, who of course dunked on him earlier in the game as. Um, you know, is is really not an indictment at all on Drew Holiday, given that he's giving up at least half a foot. And uh, Bryn Forbes again would knock down a three off of a kickout from Drew Holiday. Um, but then Kevin Porter Jr. and Chris Middleton would each uh knock down a couple mid rangers. DJ Wilson again showing a flash, knocking down uh, an open three to the chagrin of the Bucks. Um, before Drew Holiday again would knock down. A contested mid-range pull-up uh, before Drew Holiday would block Christian Wood for a second time in the fourth quarter. Um, 
And then this is where Kevin Porter Jr. would, would really put a stamp on the game as if he hadn't all throughout the second half especially. But in the fourth quarter here, I really question the fact that the Bucks put out P.J. Tucker, Bobby Portis, and Brooke out there all at the same time, uh, especially with the kind of lineup that, that the that the Rockets had out there. Um, if anything, the strength of this of this Rockets lineup, um, if anything, <laughs> as I'm saying, um, their strength lies in lies in their wing depth and athleticism, not particularly in size. Even even Christian Wood, obviously, I mentioned how he's dunking on Drew Holiday, but he he and DJ Wilson really aren't the starkest defenders, and then. Um, like I said, especially in Kevin Porter Jr. and a Jay, Jay Sean Tate uh, in the Rookie of the Year conversation, supposedly, um, I think this would would have been a case where the Bucks should should have leaned more in a more lean into a more athletic lineup to to come to combat that that youth of the Rockets. But that, of course, led to back to back step back threes from Kevin Porter Jr. over Brooke Lopez, followed by a Chris Middleton turnover. Uh, P.J. Tucker would draw a charge on Kevin Porter Jr., and Drew Holiday would drive for two uh, before Chris Middleton mid-range uh, pull-up. But then um, Jay Sean Tate would knock down a three for, uh, at that point, at this point late in the fourth quarter, I thought was basically the dagger for uh, the Houston Rockets, even though Chris Middleton would knock down a three, Kevin Porter Jr. would respond for for uh, for another three of his own, um, Porter Jr. would also dump it off to to Tate for for an easy two. Um, and then interesting play at the end of this one was Kelly Olynyk uh, going up for a jump ball against none other than uh, PJ Tucker. You can you can guess who would end up winning that tip. However, the refs ruled that um, instead of Instead of just tipping the ball back um, to his team, as should be expected, um, the refs ruled Olenek's, uh pass a directional pass, and therefore it's illegal, and, and it was Bucks ball. But of course, um, it was a little too late for the Bucks. They did, did not convert the following possession, and they fell to the Houston Rockets, one thirty-six to one forty-three. Uh, that's right, one thirty-six to one forty-three. What a what a total in this one here. Um, Chris Middleton with thirty-three and Christian Wood with right about that same point total as well. But of course, shout out to Kevin Porter Jr. for fifty for the fifty points in this one. And uh, you know, despite this this unfortunate Bucks loss, hopefully he's able to build on build on that and have a successful career given given some of the. Uh, the widely known uh, struggles that he's been through, um, obviously having a bit of a bit of a tough upbringing, and even even up and up uh, through this season, he's had some he's had some serious mental health issues, and he's experienced a important death in the family as well. Um, that I believe Justin Matchup has outlined on a previous episode on Nuck If You Buck. Um, so it's it's good to see these guys have. Uh, have success, especially with that kind of a story. Um, just 
hopefully next time not against us. Now getting into the fourth and final game of this full slate of action for the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, this last game here against the Bulls was without Giannis or Adante DiVincenzo, but Chris and Brooke really stepped up, uh, putting up 22 points each as the Bucks won the uh, I-43 matchup, one 108-98. to 98. I believe this was only the third or fourth time the Bulls were held under under 100 points all season, but it should also be noted that they were they were without a couple notable names themselves in a Zach Le- Zach Levine and a Laurie Markin. And Levine's been out for quite some time. As the Bulls have been falling, I believe last time I checked, they were out entirely of the play-in uh, game picture. <laughs> so, yeah, unfortunately that that Nikola Vucevic trade isn't quite working out for them, but. Um, they still might be able to sneak into that 10 spot, but I don't know what that really means um, as far as their chances moving forward. Um, certainly, it would be a huge one for, for the franchise, uh, you know, especially given this this tough uh, final stretch for them, for them to be able to sneak into the playoffs after a play-in tournament. But Chris, Chris would start it off with a huge slam uh, home and traffic, and this was the big poster that I was that I was talking about earlier, which was maybe the Bucks play of the week for me, or maybe there's some recency bias there. But um, Chris Middleton with a rare uh, poster on um, rare poster on Daniel Tice, maybe a post, maybe the poster on Daniel Tyson so rare, but. Um, this is a really, really successful one from, from Chris. It wasn't like like he had just gotten downhill and he was coming off of off of a cut and it was just um, low hanging low hanging fruit for him at all. But it was completely off the dribble, out of a pick and roll, and finishing amongst, amongst the trees. So uh, definitely a welcome sight for the Milwaukee Bucks. And he would he would drain another three um, after that poster as well. Brooke also, as I mentioned, showing up. Showing up for the Bucks as he synced a couple uh, short flip shots in a row. Um, one was off of was off of a cut and a feed from Chris Middleton. Um, then early in the second quarter, Thanasis Anadkumpo. Of course, we got some Thanasia and Nuara action missing uh, while missing Dante and Giannis. Uh, Thanasia would would finish a reverse layup off of. A uh, Drew Holiday dish, and then Brooke would hit Nikola Vucevic with a Dirk Nowitzki shot. Um, Brooke would also finish a dump off from Drew Holiday, and uh, Tice would unfortunately dunk on uh, Bryn Forbes, obviously giving up plenty of size himself there. Um, but uh, a lot of this also came from a from a uh, advantage in transition for the for the Chicago Bulls getting up and down the court there. Uh, Brooke Lopez plus, yeah, Brooke Lopez would also shoot an air ball um, despite his his early su- his early shooting success but um, there's definitely a lack of that success for Nikola Vucevic who early in the second quarter he had knocked down uh, just his first field goal after uh, after eight or nine attempts so he really had a slow start in contrast to Brooke Lopez. But Garrett Temple would knock down a corner three, and Vuce would also hit a mid-range pull-up to respond to that slow start, and Kobe White would hit 
a nasty step back three over Jeff Teague to force and Mike Budenholzer timeout. Really notable for me was seeing Kobe White. Um, obviously, I don't see a ton of each of these opponents as I'm more so zeroed in on the Bucks naturally, and if nothing else, more. Um, and if not the Bucks, certainly certainly more nationally televised broadcasts. Uh, Kobe White really covers a ton of ground on his step back threes. So I guess shout out to him for that. That was just that was just a really surprising move for me. And yeah, obviously, um, I mean Kobe Kobe White's success at at the end of the day, given given his his and the Bulls' reasonable ceiling, um, won't be a huge detriment for the Milwaukee for the Milwaukee Bucks as as I've said, uh, Bucks have much larger fish to fry at, at this point besides the bulls at this point. So um, shout out Kobe white at halftime. The bucks led 52 to 44 Brooke Lopez with 14 points, two rebounds to assist to Daniel Tice's 11 points, five rebounds. Um, Brooke Lopez again, coming out hot in the third quarter with a jam and then a rejection on Nikola Vucevic um, as Patrick Williams, the florist also missing a bunny here. And then uh, Drew Holiday would finish in traffic. Um, you know, as as one does, I was struggling with some with some streams, uh, especially for the Chicago Bulls game. But I ended up hearing uh, a, a Chicago Bulls broadcast, and they were really talking about how how as as impressed they are by uh, Patrick Williams, especially on the defensive end um, and the flashes he's shown on offense. They really think that. Especially in this game, he should have been hunting a shot more, and hard for me to hard for me to disagree. Given Vuce, Vuce's struggles and then the absence of Levine and uh, Marketing, uh, but that's something obviously the young guy's going to work through. And uh, obviously, the Bulls are still very impressed with uh, what Patrick Williams has done so far this season as a rookie and. And given what the Voos trade may mean for Laurie's future there, uh, he really, uh, he really might have car- carved out a much bigger role than than a rookie might have bargained for so far. But that just shows how much the Bulls believe in him. Bobby Portis would uh, intercept a pass from uh, Tomas Sadoransky and then finish in transition. Um, Thad would be sent to the line and knock down two free throws before a uh, Brent Forbes uh, floater. Uh, then uh, Sadoransky w- would respond to that turnover with a pull up, with a pull up two, and Bobby Portis <laughs> uh, again, again on the other end would would convert a reverse layup. Um, but the Bucks were really making the Bulls earn it from the line. Uh, uh, two Bulls getting sent to the line twice, twice in a row on offensive possessions. Uh, but then Chris Middleton would knock down a corner three. Uh, Dante even or. Oh, pardon me. Denzel Valentine, um, uh, of all people, would uh, knock down a corner three for himself uh, before a Jeff Teague uh, difficult lefty finish. And then Thad Young would be fronted in the post by a Bucks defender, and then um, that would that would afford him an, an easy uh, layup. Pat Connaughton would come in and knock down a three, and then Denzel Valentine would tip in uh, – uh, Thad Young uh, missed hook shot before uh, Teague drives again for um, 
uh, for an and one. Drew Holiday would uh, sink a rainbow mid-range J um, then before a uh, Tomas Sadoransky floater and fall away J. Uh, Brent Forbes, of course, would sink a three and then Drew Holiday would finish on a drive for two before two um, Nikola Vucevic uh, buckets in a row. And then later on in the fourth, Chris Middleton would would pull up from the free throw line and uh, Tice would finish a dunk in transition uh, before Vuce would have a putback over Bobby Portis. And Pat Connor would respond with another second half three. Um, Brooke and Chris here still still showing up to the party late for the Bucks. Uh, Brooke with a floater and Chris uh, with an and one. And um, Vuce still show, showing a bit of fight here after his slow start with a three, and then and then Teague would would again be sent to the line and and sink two free throws after a drive. Uh, fortunately, Garrett Temple would would convert an and one for himself before uh, before more Jeff Teague action on on a mid range J, um, and Kobe White would hit a three, but then. Uh, but then Chris would really uh, put the dagger in the Bulls there for a huge contested three late in the fourth. Bucks take it home 108 to 98 to close out the week at least 500 without Giannis um, there. Um, just to kind of just to kind of summarize what I had mentioned before, not the week that the Bucks had wanted, especially especially if we wanted to make that uh, climb out of the third seed, um, but. But yeah, I guess what's more important is that um, is that we're healthy and prepared uh, for the playoffs, no matter who we face. Because if you know, maybe if if nothing else, last year's playoffs that taught us that it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, it doesn't really matter who's who's who goes into a season a series favored or not. It just it really um, you know revolves around which teams uh, more prepared. Uh, than the other and uh and uh how the other team responds so that's about all i have for my listeners today other than um other than uh some exciting news that the bucks will be distributing a covid uh the covid19 vaccine at pfizer forum um for this uh for this sunday afternoon game against the brooklyn nets uh pretty crazy times uh obviously quite a contrast between obviously the United States handling of the, of the COVID-19 pandemic in general, but then now um, the vaccine obviously being so readily available in America, it's, it's it's, uh, pretty insane. Especially when I first heard the news, um, you boys just browsing NBA, NBA Reddit. And unfortunately all the Raptors fans up in Canada were, were, were pretty jealous because, um, you know, it's it's not quite the same in Canada, nor is it in Germany. I know after talking to to some more friends uh, overseas, uh, from their point of view, um, their COVID their COVID nineteen vaccine, um, everyone should be able to get the first dose um, in by June first, and obviously America somehow being being uh, a couple months ahead of them is. Quite remarkable, like I was saying, given the start that we had, or really the whole the whole 
progress of this pandemic for America. But really cool to see this from our home team, um, you know, being, you know, being a part of some positive change and um, hoping that we can we can get out of this uh, sooner rather than later and uh, have a brighter future than uh, than what we've experienced this past year. And yeah, beyond that, really, <laughs> my mind ever since uh, really ever since that that Chicago Bulls game and especially this morning, admittedly, um, as the recording has been on this uh, Brooklyn Nets game, that will be that is. A mere hour away as I'm closing out uh, this episode of Nuck If You Buck. You all know that you're more than welcome to reach out and connect with me through socials. That's at Nuck If You Buck. You is just the letter U. The rest is as it sounds. Um, Nuck If You Buck NBA on Twitter and Instagram if you want to respond to any of the points that I've shared shared at all. Um throughout this episode um, as we continue to track uh, the Bucks close to the regular season who knows maybe you're maybe you're a little more optimistic than I am about about the Bucks chances hopping into that hopping into that uh, second seed at the very least but but yeah if if that's if that's still a goal of yours then um, the Bucks surely need um, need every win that that they can get so Here's to them uh, taking care of business um, at home at Fiserv against the Brooklyn Nets as Giannis returns. And you'll hear more about that on next week's episode of Duck of Nuck If You Buck. Till then, I'll see you in another life, brother. Thank you for tuning in to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast. We hope you join us again soon. See you in another life, brother.